0: This is an infatuation side dish, a smaller version of our normal pod where we talk about Asian things that we love. This is Curtis, and on today's mini episode, we'll be talking about another gritty Netflix only drama taking the world by storm called My Name. All right, hey, hey, everyone. We are back with another side dish. What do you think? Are you uh, are you getting overwhelmed with the content? <laughs> We've been producing a lot of stuff out there, um, but I think it's fun. We've been doing a lot of different things. We did a little Star Wars one. I got a baseball one coming up, and then we did our K-drama one. So here's another K-drama one. So, you know, you're not obligated to listen to these out there. If you don't like K-dramas, you don't have to, but we're throwing it out there for you. All right, so we're just going to keep producing these as the mood kind of hits us. And uh, This one kind of came out of... So if you recall, a couple weeks ago, Jennifer, Nadira, Judy, and I recorded our K-drama draft. And, we were, and in that episode, Nadira mentioned the drama My Name. She goes, it looks pretty good. And I don't think any of us had seen it yet. And then a week later... I was messaging the group and I was like, hey, I watched two episodes of My Name and it's pretty good. And Jennifer goes, well, I already finished it. <laughs> and then Nadira was like, well, I'm on episode number five. So then we were like, oh, okay. And then we started talking about it a little bit and we we're like, hey, we should do, we should go ahead and do a pod on this one. So. We were like, don't talk about it anymore, let's put it all on the, on the podcast. So we haven't really talked about it since, so this is going to be kind of fresh. Unfortunately, Jennifer wasn't feeling well today, so we don't have her, but we do have our friend from Australia, we have Nadira!
1: Hello, I'm back, I'm ready to talk about my name.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to, um, actually, you know, it's, it's a hot and heavy race to five pod uh, club now because you are at three and Jen is at three too, so it is a tie. That, since she's not here so who's gonna get to four first we'll see we'll see i'm
1: torn i i want jen to be here about the same time i also want to be at least on the same level as her
0: yeah yeah so this is good this is good this ups the stakes so whoever comes up with the next you have to pitch me an idea and then we'll do another show together and i i should i should congratulate you officially on the air nadira you are our 2021 fantasy korean drama draft winner
1: Yeah, yay me, my taste, and my friends.
0: Yeah, it wasn't even close. You really, (laughs) you brought the army, Nadira. You brought them in, and I, I think all of our lists were pretty strong. I, I, I I'll admit, I think mine was the weakest.
1: (laughs) No, no, I, I sent you that data, and you're actually quite like you're almost always top two or top three.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So. And I got some messages. Some people said they liked mine. They're like, "Oh, I like uh, Mr. Sunshine definitely underrated." Some people said, "I really like that one." And other people said Squid Game, of course. But I think some people commented and and some people would vote just because of one drama. Like, for example, I think I think it was Amy said that she liked all of our lists, but she picked yours cuz she really likes Stranger. So she was like, Yeah, so she picked Nadira's list for that. And I think that went, it was kind of par for the course where everyone has one that they really liked and might have pushed them over the top. So congratulations, Nadira. We're going to have to send you something, huh? You got to do some shopping?
1: Yeah, uh, I look forward to Jen's comment about uh, how much postage she'd have to pay. (laughs) I
0: know, that's that's the real killer. It's not the gift, (laughs) it's the postage. So we'll get that out to you. So congratulations. We'll have to do it again so we can, you know, I'll come a little stronger next time. None of this, you know, nostalgia stuff. I'm just going to go try to get the votes.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're going to follow your heart, I think you might have to change your heart first. Yeah,
0: my, my heart betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I would, I would definitely watch While You're Sleeping again. And I would definitely watch I'm a Robot again. I thought they were fun. You know, they weren't amazing but i think they're just entertaining that's all we want right we don't need our life to be changed we just want to have some fun
1: i think while you're sleeping should have gotten better response i think i think it i thought it was solid
0: you know well it's popular like you showed me the data where you know on my drama list or what was the other one asian wiki yeah they got it got decent marks uh i was i'm not alone you know (laughs) in liking that one Though, you know, overall, I think if, I I, I think I messaged you guys this. If someone had gone with Crash Landing, maybe a little It's Okay to Not Be Okay, little Descendants of of the Sun, maybe a little Vincenzo, I think they could have won. You know, like, just purely popular vote. I think if you had gone with those popular, really, really popular ones, I think one of us could have just got some easy votes, but I, I think we wanted to, to be true to ourselves and, you know, like I liked those dramas, but I didn't love any of those dramas. Yep, yep. But my wife loved Crash Landing. That is her all time favorite, I think. She's always really? comparing me to she's comparing me to Captain Ree all the time. She's like, Oh, Captain Ree wouldn't do this. Captain <laughs> Ree would take the trash out on time. Captain Ree would do the dishes, you know, so <laughs> I I have a little bit of a love hate relationship with that drama because Captain Ree set that standard of of excellence.
1: <laughs> she might have just gone with Goblin because I know that you two really like Goblin, yeah, and she
0: does like Gong Yu too.
1: Yeah, and the Grim Reaper actually just needs to throw the trash really high, and it went into the into the moving truck in the in front of the street. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, she uh, she did like Goblin a lot too. But I think in terms of male male lead characters, I think the Captain Reed character was the one that she liked the most. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, what else you got? Anything else new going on down there? Literally down there?
1: Uh, no, not really. I haven't. My name was really, um, it really took most of my evenings after work because I really enjoyed it. And I just finished DP as well. Mm. So just trying to catch up with my backlog, which I couldn't do while I was studying. Uh, and I'm going to finish you, me, cells this week. Uh-huh. I know that you yeah. weren't a fan of the animation, but I thought they were it integrated into the story very well, especially after they introduced the um male lead.
0: Okay. No, I don't I don't hate that drama. I, I might go back. We'll see. Did you finish Home is Hometown done now? Is it all the episodes up or
1: yeah Hometown is done, uh which is pretty good for the cast and crew because Kim Sono had that scandal happening where um oh. did you keep up?
0: No, I don't know what's going on.
1: So um this lady, this um news anchor Pretty much came, well, anonymously, but the netizens figured out who she was <laughs> and said, oh, I was in a relationship with actor K and he made me get into an abortion while promising that, you know, we were going to get married in the future. And this is just because of our careers and whatnot." Um, but they ended up breaking up, and apparently she believed that she was completely misled by him. Mm. And all of his like ads have been pulled out, and he's he's apparently he's been hospitalized, and no one actually knows why he's been hospitalized. So there are speculations it might be you know mental breakdown. his mental health. Oh, yeah,
0: jeez, jeez, yeah. Don't um, you know that's uh, we? I think we were talking about this with K-pop a little bit on that episode where. Yeah, you get the fame and you get the adoration of your fans, but they can turn on you in a minute and release venom. You know, like they're super uh, loyal and will do anything for you, but you know, if something happens the other way, they will, they will. Oh go no, through. no!
1: His his fans are standing by him.
0: Oh, they they so. insist
1: that you know she's questionable, this and that, but you know, it's his non fans that are oh, attacking him.
0: Man, yeah. Korean society yeah, yeah okay yeah uh yeah let's see what am I doing I'm not doing I'm not watching anything lately uh, I'm trying to catch up on some stuff for our sitcom uh episode so I've been watching a little Doogie loa and, <laughs> and a little finishing up Kim's Convenience I, I'm not gonna finish it but I'm like on season three uh Never Have I Ever did you watch that show
1: Yes, I loved it.
0: Hilarious. Yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. strong. Strong. Yeah, yeah. Super diverse cast. I love it. Yeah. So we been watching that one, and then I think we're going to flash back to Fresh Off the Boat and, you know, go back to some old episodes of those. Yeah, yeah. So I've been catching up on that just for the podcast. And then we're watching Eternals next weekend. So that one is... We're, we're talking about... the That's one that's going to release... Um, november 5th and our episode is going to be this this next week too so we'll see how yeah, that yeah. turns out I'll, but, need, uh, I'll need to
1: catch up on my disney stuff because i haven't watched one division loki all of that and my oh. husband's like you need to watch it so we can talk about it and watch eternals
0: yeah yeah no been marvel's been busy because you know some of that stuff was delayed but yeah 2020 all the tv stuff came out and then 2021 like all the movies are coming out so yeah they're busy they will not let, they. you know, it's weird to have 2020 go by with no Marvel movie. That was the first year with no Marvel movie in, you know, 15 years or something like oh, that.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we get them all this year. Um. All right. So similar to our Squid Game episode, if you guys listen to that, we're going to try to do the first part here, spoiler free, um, as best we can. um, And then we'll try to warn you when we get into specifics. So let's just talk generally, try not to spoil anything. In this first part, the drama's called My Name, and when did it come out? It came out about a month ago, or?
1: Three weeks ago, maybe.
0: Oh, even less. Okay, so mm. it's really fresh, and man, is, is Netflix on a roll, or what? They are...
1: Oh, well, they're just throwing money at South Korea.
0: They're throwing it, and Korea is responding. So maybe these things, similar to Marvel, were in the pipeline and then they just needed clearance to to film them and and whatnot. But they have been busy over there at the branch that I guess is part of TVN or Studio uh, Dragon Studio. I don't know which one, but anyway, they're they're producing. You
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. They def I'm sure that there is there are a lot of writers and directors out there who want who want who has a lot of projects, but they don't really have the outlet to do it without censorship.
0: Yeah. So. There is Squid Game, which everyone has watched, right? I saw a stat that it's been watched over 120 million times, Ooh. which is a big, big number. And I think Netflix has said that about two out of three of their customers, so two out of three subscribers have watched part of it, which is a big number, too. So that's, that's like 90 million people have watched it, and then people watch it over 120 million times, which means people are watching it more than once. Um, and so you know, I think um, DP also came out, and then this one, my name also came out. and So I think my name and DP are are kind of riding the Squid Game wave a little bit, where Netflix viewers are are willing to try some Korean stuff. If a lot of people never tried it before, probably before Squid Game. And so I think I, my name is what up to number three, or it was kind of waffling, or a little bit. I don't think it'll be number one. It's a little it's a little different than Squid Game.
1: I think Squid Game really helped that it was dubbed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think my name is going to get a dubbed version unless there is a, a high interest in it. Um, but yeah, the amount of people that I knew would not read subtitles to save oh, their lives.
0: Yeah, okay. So the dub got them in the door, I guess. Yeah. It's so weird watching. I watched a, a YouTube clip of it, and I couldn't do it, man. It's so weird. <laughs> but I'm used to subs, so yeah but yeah so i i think i really feel like the landscape of korean television is is permanently changed now i think people you know and, and it happened here in america too they like that rated r material on their tv you know they want to see the blood and they want to blur out the violence and you know, and people take off their clothes a little bit more and these things. And so, <laughs> I, you know, so it's 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 appealing to an audience for sure in America here. And then I, I'm not sure how Korea is responding, but I, I think it's favorable in terms of viewership. I don't know. People are probably complaining about it. The conservatives over there are complaining about it.
1: Yeah, normally when you get those things, it it you you would have to go to theaters to watch it because all the movies, the Korea, South Korean movies are actually quite explicit and their ratings are quite high. They don't really censor, you know, things that would get censored on public TV. So mm-hmm. I guess in that case, you know, you'd have to have access to Netflix to complain about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, same thing happened here in America where we had, you know, kind of a three or four network system. That had all the big shows, you know, Seinfeld and Friends and Lost and, you know, all those big shows were on our networks and they're super popular in the 80s and 90s. And then, you know, then the shift came with Showtime and HBO and, you know, all these other creators on cable that were producing things that were a little Cinemax is used to be called Skinemax. Yeah. because all their all their miniseries and stuff would have a little little you know gratuitous nudity and stuff like that, and then so our our networks I think haven't I haven't watched a network show in a long time. I feel like you know I just mentioned some sitcoms, but um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that can't be shown on broadcast TV, but you know these subscriber systems like hbo max and netflix and amazon i mean they're producing grittier stuff and definitely more mature content and so i think the networks are really feeling that they're not in control of it so if i were jtbc or sbs or ocn you know kbs those networks in korea i'd be a little nervous if i were them about this the way the direction of this is going
1: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they all go to the government and say, "Oh, the TV ratings need to change now, so we can also, yeah. you know, you know, supply the demand that the um, that they want that the audience want."
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. I think it's an interesting time in Korean television. Good for us, though. You know, we getting some some really good content, and so uh, you know, Netflix is not done. So these three have been pretty one after another so that means they must have some more coming because they're making room for it all so let's talk about my name so my name um, I'm going to try to not spoil it at all in this description so it's going to be very vague (laughs) so my name is a story about a gangster's daughter so you kind of meet her she's in high school looks like she's maybe 16 or 17 I thought she might be a little older you think 16 or 17
1: I think 16 or 17 because uh, the Korean age system
0: Right, so in international age, she would be a
1: year or two younger, depending okay. where she was born in the year, yeah.
0: yeah, so somewhere around it, the the latter end of her high school career, probably, um and it and then this this horrific scene happens, and she she witnesses her dad getting murdered. I don't think I'm spoiling anything because it happens in the first half hour, <laughs> so uh, her dad gets murdered, and she's like right there. And so now she's kind of hell-bent on finding out who killed her dad and trying to kill that killer. And so she, you know, you'll find out she's willing to basically do anything to get this guy who killed her dad. And so I think you, you encouraged me to do a trigger warning. Yeah, there's definitely uncomfortable scenes you know there's bullying in the high school scenes and then attempted rape and drugging a date rape drug and then there's you know just a ton of violence against her and she's they say she's five foot four but she looks smaller to me i don't know i mean you can't tell how but to, next to some of these guys that are probably six foot something she looks really puny and she just gets tossed around, thrown into the wall, stabbed, kicked, punched, you know, it's 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 hard to watch, honestly. So if you if you're squeamish about violence towards women, uh definitely not the show for you. Uh lots of gangster stuff, so there's a lot there's knives, galore, <laughs> machetes, even some guns, lots and lots of blood. And yeah. so yeah, Netflix must buy their their fake blood by the gallon now by the <laughs> barrel because between DP, Squid Game and this, there's a lot of blood. So that's kind of our story. It's it's not um totally original, right? I mean, we've seen stuff like this before. It's a revenge movie, right? It's basically a revenge drama. Yeah,
1: there are a lot of Korean gangster's movies out there who follow um a similar plot. Yeah. So, so. in terms of in terms of you know storyline. It's not. It's not a pioneer in anything, but there's there's always going to be a twist. I think in Korean dramas, um, yeah. regardless of the rating. So yeah. in that sense, I think a lot of uh, global viewers might be interested in.
0: Yeah, definitely some good twists, and it's zippy, right? It just you know compared to some other stuff that we watched on on Netflix, some TVN dramas, you know, were just drags along. This one, it's pretty nonstop from the get go. It's just kind of just keeps moving, the plot keeps going. So I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, overall, what you episodes say? episodes, unheard yes. of. Super quick. Well, how how was DP? DP was only six, I think.
1: Six or seven? I can't remember.
0: It's short. DP is really short, and Squid Game is eight, also, right? Or yeah,
1: nine? yeah, I okay. think so. Or was it maybe nine? But the thing is with DP is because they had almost like a different issue each episode it felt contained whereas I think uh, with my name it flowed through. There was like a cliffhanger that you'd want to see happen whereas in DP the cliffhanger you could almost stop watching and that episode by itself would make sense.
0: True. true. Yeah no I I finished it in a weekend. It took you about a weekend or four four days? Three or four days?
1: Oh yeah. Three days.
0: (laughs) It's a quick watch. Mm. So it's and, and I think you said, you described um, one of these as, as a long Korean movie. I think you described Squid Game as a long Korean movie. This this felt like it very cinematic as well. Yep. You know, it's kind of a long movie, but it's eight, eight pretty quick episodes. You know, they're all about 49 to 50 minutes long, so pretty quick. And so the whole series, yeah, a couple of days, you should probably get it done if you're committed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, really, if I wasn't working, I could have done it in a day.
0: Yeah, no, it it flows. So it was it wasn't like, oh, I gotta force myself. You wanted to watch it, so I love that when that happens. It's very Moorish. Yeah, yeah, just give me more. Um Alright, so the casting crew, uh, and we mentioned her a little bit, uh, Han So Um I've only seen I only saw her a little bit in Abyss. I didn't finish <laughs> Abyss, so I only saw her briefly in there. Um Really impressed with her. What what have you seen her in? You've seen her in some stuff, right?
1: I've seen her in Abyss. I was um, actually disappointed she didn't get a bigger role because I think uh, she was really, she wasn't, you know, sometimes they write annoying second lead women as just, like, a pebble in your shoe, but she wasn't she was like giving her giving it her all. She was very expressive, and then she kind of disappeared after three or four episodes, so that was a yeah. bit disappointing. but I know that she made it big in the world of the married, yeah. where, as I've mentioned before, she was just very dislikable as a second lead as this mistress um and she got a lot of hate um it, on her Instagram from the Indonesian viewers because. You know, how dare she, you know, be a mistress and have the higher ground. And apparently she delivered the role very well. And she was very impressive there. Her next role, however, and Nevertheless. Oh, my God. Did I not enjoy that at all? How, did you watch Nevertheless no, at
0: all? No, never.
1: So it, it pretty much just centered around um, her, this university student. She is a arts major, like a fine arts major. And she was paired with Soka, Song, Song Kang. I think his name. He's a bit of a Netflix sweetheart, South Korean Netflix sweetheart. He was in Sweet Home. Okay. I know you watch that. Yeah. 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 But what I didn't like about, nevertheless, was it's supposed to be this reality, realistic approach to a relationship in university, but they didn't look like they wanted to be in a relationship. They, they just yeah. weren't having fun. Like they All weren't right. laughing at each other every time they had this pull and push and pull thing happening. They would just stare, and I, I, I wouldn't even call it sexual tension. I, I have no idea what that was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just
1: staring, and and they paired her up with this other guy who she was laughing with, and she was smiling, you know, and then they put her back with this male lead, and you're like, why are you with him? Do you not mm. want to be with him? I can't tell. Um, but, yeah, that that has a bit of a dividing opinion on Nevertheless. Uh.
0: Yeah, no I I actually have never heard anyone talk about it before. So this is definitely a departure. Yeah, I, I don't think she's ever done an action where she's like the the action lead before. Um and so the you know, I've read a little bit that this was uh something that she really wanted to do and she wanted to do her own stunts. She practiced really hard on the fighting. As well as um, just put on some muscle for this. So she, you know, because I think she was really skinny in World of the Married, right? She was like 47 kilograms or something like that. She
1: said she gained 10 kilograms. I don't know where she put that because I don't see it.
0: <laughs> she's still skinny. Yeah, she's still little. They tried to give her baggy clothes, I think, to make her look a little, little <laughs> thicker. But uh, she came across as kind of tiny sometimes. Sometimes she looked a little more stout, but. Yeah, no, but it's impressive, though. Her her moves look good to me. And yeah, so she really worked hard on this role. And she's getting a lot of uh, accolades for it, which is good. Happy for her.
1: I, I, when it, I watched that, I didn't see much of editing cuts for her actions. Like it, it kind of looked like she a lot of the takes looked like they were done in, in one hit.
0: Yeah. Apparently,
1: when I, I watched an interview and they said they would do something 13 or 14 takes and. Half the time they would just take just one, like within the few first shots, yeah, which I thought was amazing.
0: Yeah, so she's sweaty or bloody throughout this whole thing, <laughs> which is definitely a departure. I mean, she's obviously pretty, right? She's obviously a beautiful woman, gorgeous. But she she was working hard in this <laughs> in this whole episode, this whole series. Um, and then, um, do you know these other actors?
1: I I think Pak Hison, who plays um, the mafia dad, is pretty much always, you know, put into a mafia role. I think it's because okay.
0: of the way he looks. I'm not
1: quite <laughs> he's sure. He's got
0: that look, yeah.
1: I mean, he's he he's a fox in the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he has a long um, he he has a long movie list more than dramas. Okay.
0: But yeah, he was super solid. Definitely believable as both menacing, but you know, there's a little bit of fatherly spirit to him. So, that came across. I thought he he played that well. Yep. Um, how about the other lead, the male lead?
1: Oh, uh, the detective, the narcotics detective, the narc. Um, An Bohyon, uh, we saw him in Yumi's Cells.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I don't think uh, I think you haven't watched where he entered the um the series, but he's in there. He was in it- yeah. it- Itaewon one class. Oh, he was. He was the son. Oh, he's the the guy who killed the chicken.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the the rich CEO tormentor. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh. Okay.
1: He was also a second lead in um her private life.
0: Oh. So all okay. his role
1: has generally been like villainous or very on the side. Sleazy. Sleazy. Yeah, but, but he's guy, really good.
0: Yeah. But this character, the hero right? in a way.
1: Uh, I don't. I would still yeah. classify him as a, as a side character here, but he took a a bigger role.
0: Yeah. But he's a good guy. He's a good guy.
1: Apparently because of the past roles he's taken, they actually considered him as one of the villains, sub-villains, because he, he's done them so well before. But uh, the director asked him, do you want to play the you know the good guy or the bad guy? I was like, well, I want to try playing the good guy. And yeah. uh, I thought it worked out. Yeah, it worked
0: out. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Uh, directed by Kim Kim Jimin. Um you said here on the notes said he directed extracurricular. I also like that one, another gritty one, mm. <laughs> another like wow, this is the underbelly of South Korea that you don't see in all the dramas um yeah, so it looks like this guy tends to like things that are a little gangster, a little shady. Well, Seems like he likes those things.
1: I don't know about The Liar and His Lover, though. Because from memory, that I haven't watched it, but I think it's a, oh, a rom-com. Know. Like a high school rom-com. Oh. <laughs> it's very okay. different.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know that one. But Lawless Lawyer, I know, has a little gangster element to it. Uh, written by Kim Bada. How do you say that? Kim Bada.
1: I think you got it right.
0: Okay. So do you know anything else that isn't a man or it's a man?
1: A woman. Uh, anything
0: else she's written she
1: actually hasn't written a lot um let me see i think she did return of superman which is like a i think naughty's movie oh no sorry a man who was superman 2008 she did the huntress which was a movie in 2014 and life-risking romance i haven't heard of any of those (laughs) yeah so she so, okay. came out of nowhere, but she specifically wanted a gorgeous actress, and so Han mm. Han Sohee, in nevertheless, and said, "I want her." And Han Sohee yeah. got the script a few times, hesitant because of the demand, the demand of the role, but eventually she said yes. And uh, you know, I liked, I liked her decision.
0: Yeah, and she's she's beautiful, but I, I, I fit that she has a little toughness to her, like. Like, she could be a model, of course, but I, I, I don't know. It worked for me that she was also, you know, someone who was tough. It worked for me. Mm, she has she that really fire
1: like that. in her eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, this is a Netflix production. So, you know, they put some money into it. And uh, they made it look... I, I keep using the word gritty. I need another word. I,
1: I, I <laughs> it like this term neon noir.
0: Neon Noir. Yeah, because it's dark. It's liter- literally dark. A lot of this was shot at night, or it looked like kind of in a, a lair. You know, it was a lot yeah. of it was real real dark. But it's a dark vibe, you know, that noir vibe.
1: Yeah, when it's dark, it has that UV light that's happening with, like, Blade Runner 2049 and Driver with okay. Ryan Gosling.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I can definitely see that. Yeah, okay. So that that's a good description of it. Neon Noir. Um... But yeah, they created a whole kind of a world in a way that you don't see in regular Korean dramas per se. But this real dark underbelly of South Korea, where where the deals go down, you know, where deals are made, people are hurt, people are making decisions that affect a lot of other people. So yeah, it's be- it, I don't, beautiful. Is not the right word. It's, I mean, it's it's it
1: has its aesthetic.
0: Yeah, it's definitely got an aesthetic that is. Creating a mood. So yeah, good for them. So who would you recommend this to? Would you would you recommend this to people?
1: Uh, I would recommend it if you hate it nevertheless.
0: <laughs> you want to redeem Han i <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, I feel like Han i is just underrated for the longest of time. And I I think I'm also a bit defensive because I think about a year ago or maybe just earlier this year of old photos of her resurface of, you know, her smoking and having tattoos. And yeah. apparently she, she was really dedicated in becoming an, an actor. So she got her tattoos removed. But the comments mm. were like, oh, she's so try hard. She's taking the selfies, trying to look cool. And I'm like, everyone takes selfies. So... What's the big deal? Yeah. It's just that she has tattoos to go with it.
0: Yeah, huh? Yeah, I had heard that. Not, I, t- honestly, you know, I, I could care less. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants with her body, you know. But uh, okay, so yeah, so if you're if you want to see Han Soo Hee in something different and shall we say good, <laughs> watch her in this. I, you know, if you like gangster stuff, I actually really used to like Hong Kong gangster stuff. So there's a whole movie series called Young and Dangerous, and they had like eight parts to it. But it was kind of like that, you know, these young guys trying to make their name against the bigger gangsters. Or, you know, of course, there's John Woo's Hard Boiled with Chow yun fat and Tony Leung. Um, But the one that I think most people are comparing this to is Infernal Affairs. Yes. Which Scorsese turned into The Departed. And so you'll know why once you watch it, you'll know why we are
1: <laughs> I mean, it's in the trailer, the undercover thing is in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. Yeah.
0: yeah, so there's a little bit of whose side is she really on in this right, and man, can you believe could you imagine being undercover for three or four or five, ten years? I mean,
1: oh, you'd crazy. lose yourself like, like I can't do that. I get carried away.
0: yeah, yeah, so that that's that's one of the tension in the whole film is like whose side is she really on, right is she she a bad guy? Is she a good guy? We don't know. And so if you like things like Nikita or any kind of femme fatale kind of show, I mean, she is definitely a baddie in this one in a good way. <laughs> she's she's really cool. She's a, she's a stud. All right. So I think that's it for um, the spoiler-free part. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to tune out right now. And as usual, I'll put some kind of sound here to to give you time to – reach to your radio, turn it to something else, change your your podcast to something else, change it to some nice music or something, but uh, watch it and come back and hear our little take on the episodes, but if you haven't watched yet you might want to ditch out now and we'll give you a few seconds Alright, come back and we'll talk to you soon See ya See
1: ya
0: What are you doing? I'm all right everyone else here now you are you've watched it right everyone here we were talking about this but some people like spoilers so <laughs> <laughs> if you really like you know actually you know what I I'll I'll say this on the air uh the next time too. But there were some people who listened to our K drama um the whole two hours of it who don't even watch K dramas. And I was I I kinda don't understand that totally. But they were like, We just liked hearing you guys talk, you know, so so maybe there's people here that have no intention of ever watching this drama, but they just like <laughs> hearing us talk. So here we are. If you want to listen in and hear all the spoilers, fine. Come on in. All right, so this plot, I don't know. I I put it into four acts. I don't know how many acts you can put it into because it all kind of blurs together. Uh, Like we said, it's pretty zippy. But uh, So you have this kid, and you can tell she's been through some stuff. You know, she comes to school kind of hair a mess, bedhead, and no makeup, and she's just kind of sitting in the back of the class, you know, typical uh, kid that gets bullied a lot sits in the back of the class and, you know, you can see that girls pick on her and say, "Oh, your dad's a gangster." You know, uh, the police are looking for him. Doesn't
1: help that she's also being harassed by these two cops asking her where her dad is.
0: Yeah, so she's she's just miserable. You, you, the miserab- the the miserable miserableness is palpable. You know, it's her birthday. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it's just everything is. You know, her life's a mess. Her dad's on the run from the cops because you know he's wanted for all this stuff. She has no friends. And, you know, so she's got this terrible life. And then so she, her dad calls her on her birthday. And, you know, she says some mean things to him. So he, he tries to show up, even though he knows the cops are outside waiting for him. So he shows up at her door. I guess he rents her the apartment, so it's his door. And right as about as he's about to go in, some hooded, masked, dark figure comes up and kills him. Actually shoots him, which is kind of rare in Korea. Not a lot of guns out there. So he gets shot. And, you know, of course, she's on the other side of the door. So she hears the whole thing happening. So it's really traumatic. Yeah, and
1: her dad's just holding the door so she won't come out. And then, you know, yeah. he broke the key so she won't be able to twist yeah. the knob. Oh, that was sad. That was heart-wrenching. And her her face yeah. when she was trying to open the door, that was really sad.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and the last words she said to him were like, you're dead to me. You know, oh, yeah. on the phone, that's why he came over, because she said, you're dead to me. Yeah. And so that was rough. But then, so then she has nothing. So at the funeral, all the gangsters show up. The head gangster, the godfather walks in. Uh, Choi Mui Jin shows up, and she's like, you know, did you like my dad? He's like, oh, my, your dad was my closest friend, and the guy I trusted the most. And so... She has no one really at this point, right? She has no one in her Mm -hmm. life. I don't, you know, we don't know about her mom or anything, but so she goes up to him and she's like, you know, can I get in your gang? I want to, I want to kill this guy. I want to get him. Help me, help me get him. And at first he says no, right? He Mm. slaps her really hard yeah, and tells her to go away.
1: Hands her a knife. She keeps saying, oh, you want to kill, you want to kill your dad's killer? Stab me. Prove me that you can do it.
0: And she can't do she it. Can't. Yeah, she doesn't have the the killer in her. Um, and yet, how does she end up? <laughs> then she ends up somehow. I guess she just keeps showing up. Yeah, no, she keeps... she,
1: she put up poster saying, "Have you seen my dad? Oh, do, oh, you have, oh, do you have Do you have any news yeah. about this guy who killed my dad?" And like an yeah. idiot, showed up with five thousand dollars to a stranger in a dark alley. What a way to get your kidney stolen! But
0: yeah, you know what? what, what... So these two mini thugs. <sighs> yeah. Throw her in the trunk, and nothing good is going to happen there. But then Choi My Jin well, I guess was following her, or he knew that she was put up these posters, mm. so he followed her and said, "What are you doing?" And then she goes, "I wanna, I wanna be a gangster. I wanna get this guy." And so he throws her in. Now, do these things really exist? These little gangster training camps? <laughs> I don't know. Do, do they, I don't, I've never been in a gangster mini camp before, but they have this little warehouse where all these gangsters are learning how to fight. And, you know, these are are young men, all men, no women here at all. And, you know, so she's there. And, you know, of course, no one will teach her. They just want her to wash the dishes and, you know, do the laundry. And they're not teaching her how to fight. So after hours, she kind of is working the punching bag. And we see that Choi Mujin, the godfather, has cameras, so he can see her, you know, her heart here working. Mm. And, And... and so you know he he steps in and teaches her a thing or two about fighting, and then I guess there's like some little mini tournament where all the little gangsters fight each other. Yeah, yeah. Last man standing gets a weekend off or and a, something, and a month and a, a month's bucks.
1: pay or something. And it's it's something pretty, it's pretty like much like a gl- gladiator scene in a in a cage fight.
0: Yeah. So. Of course, it ends up with two people standing. One of them is this creepy. Really played it well. Yeah, he he was the guy before
1: and, she came along.
0: Yeah, so he was kind of the bottom of the totem pole, but he's worked his way up to be a good fighter at least. And his name is Do Je. And so it's those two fighting, and um, she beats him. Yeah, she beats him fair and square. And so he's humiliated, you know, and then she's kind of the champ of this little mini, mini kumite. And, you know, and, and Mujin is kind of beaming as the proud father in a way, right? He kind of, he's kind of taking her under his do wing. Do you think
1: Gangje actually felt humiliated? I, I thought that he was just upset because he really wanted the money and time off. I, I did not sense that he felt humiliated.
0: Um, He brushed it off. You know, because she went up to him later and goes, oh, sorry about that thing earlier. And he's like, no, it's just a fight, right? But remember then the next scene, he wanted to rape her. Yeah. So uh, there's definitely something yeah. there, I think, you know, obviously, and then later it comes into play. So so later on, he drugs her and is about to rape her, and then Mujin steps in there. Mm. And, and she, she actually slits.
1: pretty much, uh, she felt herself getting roofied, mm. and there was this t- two guys in her bedroom, and she... Broke her dad's urn so she could get something to hurt herself with and wake herself up from the effects of the roofie and ran in the middle of the cage where they had a fight earlier, where the camera shots at. So Mujin was seeing what, what was happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he steps in, saves her again, kind of, and, um, I guess he kicks Gang Jae out of the gang, and so he's got this, he scars his face up, too, and kicks Which him I out. think
1: was weird, because his choice to Gang Jae was, do you want me to cut your arm, your head, or your leg? And then he only slices a little bit on his face. What was that?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess that's more humiliating, but. I don't know. I don't know, gangster code, I guess, Nigeria, I guess we don't know the gangster code. You get to choose. Uh,
1: I disagree. <laughs> just you know, if you know, just slow him down a bit. Uh, uh, you know, a cut on his face isn't going to slow him down. It's just going to build resentment, and yeah. you know,
0: yeah, you know, yeah, you knew that was coming, right? The resentment was coming, yeah. and then the long game starts where Mijin signs her up to the police academy, uh, pretty and, much destroys you know, her,
1: destroys her identity, which is where the my name came identity. from.
0: Yeah, so she's gonna be called another name. And yeah, so they, they do this in, in ten seconds, right? She goes to the police academy, they zip, 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 zip. She trains and she you know, they show her at graduation where she's actually a cop, and then I would think it takes years to become a detective too. So she works her way up all the way up to detective. And then she finally gets called into narcotics, which is um I think it's part of her group. Plan. Yeah, was was the the plan all along? Because you know, of course, Mujin is a drug dealer, so he wanted her in the narcotics division so he can keep an eye on them because they hate him because yeah. he's the number he one. He showed
1: drug. her a photo of uh, this guy. I think his name is Cha Cha Giho, who's the head of narcotics, and he said this guy has something to do with your dad's death. He, I think we ki- we think he killed your dad because there is this cop gun at the scene. Yeah. So.
0: And she kinda knew that too. She kinda she saw him that night that her dad was. Oh, killed. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, he came to her door wearing similar yeah, clothes so to the she, killer.
0: Yeah, so she's kind of had her eye on trying to find this guy she's like, There's that's the guy. So that's her new captain. And she's a detective there. And that's where you meet uh Pildu. I don't know how to say that. P- Pildo? Pildo? We can call her Yeah, you meet uh, him.
1: Uh I don't know, Captain Ark? I don't
0: yeah, yeah, he he's one step above her, so she calls him Sunday. Yeah, he's a sec-
1: second second lead or something, second in charge.
0: Yeah, so there's Captain and there's him, and you know, she she immediately makes an impression on them by going into this kind of like drug drug dealers place uh, casino club thing and beats up like nine guys on the way in there. Yeah, he was
1: trying to test and, her, but he was like, oh, why did, you didn't have to beat them, beat them up. And she was like, well, clearly you sent me first because you were testing me, so I'll just beat up all the guys I see along the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she she makes an impression. So they're like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to go. And so then so she's kind of you know, worked her way into the good graces of the narcotics division. And and yet, you know, there's little things here or there where the captain is a little bit suspicious of her. And she's definitely suspicious of the captain. And, you know, meanwhile, she's getting pumped for information because Mujin wants to know everything that's going on. And, and so she's, she's kind of working both sides a little bit. She's got to prove herself as a cop, but she's also got to be loyal to me, because he says if you if you ever cross me, I'm going to kill you. Um. So this is getting kind of blurry here in my memory. Uh, so stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> stuff happens. Uh, and then we find out that Do Gong is very much alive and is kind of carving out his own little drug cartel. So the guy who got his face last face face <laughs> slashed is. Gunning for Mujin. So he's kind of a common enemy there. Mujin's
1: specialty is meth. And Gangja's specialty is LSD.
0: Yeah, this new drug. New version of LSD, I guess. At the same time, the police are getting closer to Mujin. They're really out to get him. And so there's some stuff going on. And then um, uh, there's this really... um, crazy scene where Do Dogangje catches um her name is Jiwoo that catches Jiwoo and uh Pildo Pildo uh, and throws him into a trash comp no a car compactor mm. right is about to crush yeah. him and and it is clear that Gangje and Jiwoo have a history and so Pildo sees that they have a little bit of something going on and you know, she later says, "Oh yeah, he tried to rape me years ago and stuff." And he's like, "Oh, I knew there was something going on." So he's about to crush him, and it's one of those famous scenes that drives you crazy, where the villain goes, "I'm going to kill you, but first, I'm going to walk away." <laughs> you know, instead of seeing, instead of making sure this thing is finished, I'm going to walk away while the compactor is is going down.
1: But you know what? It's one of and those K dramas that you think something bad will happen like at least one of them will die we know it's not going to be her because she's on the poster but we don't know if he might die because you know as much <laughs> yeah, as he's true. a melee it's one of those k-dramas where the stakes are high so they're like oh we'll just kill this guy and see what happens next
0: yeah it i mean it looked pretty bad it looked like they were both goners but um somehow i, I don't remember exactly how but mujin godfather guy Finds out where they are and that they're in trouble, and drives over there in a Mercedes. Even though the police are looking for this guy, you know they're they're all out to get him. But he drives over there in a Mercedes. I think it was a Mercedes, an old
1: Mercedes, yeah.
0: And he smet something, and he smashes the controller on the compactor and stops it just in time to, for both of them to get out. And he you know runs away from the scene, leaving the car there. Of course, so it's kind of like, well, yeah,
1: who saved yeah. these guys,
0: right? And then then the cops show up and they're like what the You know heck what's interesting here? about that scene
1: was she was surprised to see the, the him there like he was like she was like what are you doing here that's that's the that's look on her face and the actress said that's what she was going for she didn't want it to yeah. look like oh you're saving me thank you she's like why are you here why, why yeah you didn't have to be here like she yeah. i could manage this by myself type of situation yeah
0: yeah but uh so that's like the third time he saved her. So he's really, you know. I mean, clearly
1: he, uh, he feels some sort of affection towards her.
0: I think he really does, yeah. And, and I think when the, the police were getting wise to her, or Gang Zhe, you know, was wise to her too. He's like, oh, wait, you're the girl beat me up. I'm going to get my revenge on you. And, and either revenge and kill you or expose you, right? One of those two as I'm going to expose you as a gangster mole. That would have been bad or you know just kill you because i hate you that would be bad (laughs) so so he you know he had he had a lot of cards gangja had a lot of cards on her so she basically you know need to get rid of this guy and so um so yeah that scene was interesting so now it's like okay so mujin was saying you should just leave you need to get out of here you know i'll buy you a house somewhere on the beach just just go here's a passport with another you name you know about
1: all those photos of the beach that they did not show a photo of the actual place they just showed photos of the view and that made me laugh because you know yeah. you'd also want to see how the house looks like
0: you might want to check out the the beach house itself and that you know and that flashes back to a scene with her dad when she was younger her dad was like we should go to the beach and that was his dream And she's like, that sounds perfect to me. So that was kind of, so he's become her dad. You know, he's definitely become her father figure, um, for better or for worse. And he's kind of taking that role of, hey, you know, let's get a beach house for you and set you up there. You can live your dream. And so there's that scene. And so things are really closing in on. Anji Wu, right? Like the the cops are getting closer to figuring out who she is. Like, hey, you're not you're not who you say you are. And uh, gang Jie is is also coming closer to either exposing her or killing her. And then so it's, there's a lot going on. So it's pretty. There's a lot of lot of stuff going on. And then it kind of culminates in a in a in a battle, which is it kind of silly how they all got there. But there's kind of yeah. like, hey, Gangje is at the seaport. He's gonna try to escape. And then so. Mujin shows up with all his gangsters. Uh, Gangje is there with all his gangsters. The police are all there. You know, the whole thing is just yeah, crazy. So Gangje
1: apparently tried to get the cops to catch uh, Mujin. So Mujin would stop going after Gangje. But in the end, it became like this three way fight because the cops just wanted to get everyone. And there was like a yeah. standoff between um, Jiwoo and Gangje, who was witnessed by Bildo. And Gang Jae was like, yeah. "Well, you know what? There's an eyewitness here. Do you know who she actually is And before he could say anything, she shot him
0: and and mu Jin was there too. I think all four of them were he there. he was running
1: away because oh, he was, was running already away there. Yeah, yeah, so
0: so it was three of them at first Gang mujin and Jin, and jiwu, and then mu Jin runs away, and then so she shoots him um." Even after he said, oh, I give up, you know, I'll tell you everything you want to know. So she, But Pildo understands, well, okay, well, he tried to rape you, so I can see why you would do that. So he kind of covers yeah, th- for this her this was there. after,
1: though. At first, Pildo was like, maybe she was just, like, feeling, like, all tensed up. And, you know, there is this guy who tried to kill her in a car yard. Because yeah. that's the right. evening where he right, went over right, to right. her apartment.
0: Yeah. So... So, clearly, Pildo is on her side, and he he was looking out for her, too. And, lo and behold, has a crush oh, on her. Come on, we <laughs> saw that coming. Didn't we <laughs> see that coming? We saw that coming. Maybe this is the part that Jennifer doesn't like. Jennifer is messaging us that she there was something about the ending that she didn't like. Maybe it was the forced romance I here. I
1: didn't think the romance was forced. Because I, I think I would have felt forced if it, if it got way too steamy. But I think it was quite muted. There wasn't a lot of passion. It just seemed like both of them needed comfort. And they already have some sort of camaraderie with each other anyway. And I think it was just built from there. That's my take anyway.
0: I didn't mind it. I, I mean, but I think that it was kind of weird that, you know, oh, the whole world is looking for these. <laughs> you know, the whole world is looking for them. And, but first, let's go to a beach house and have Well, a it is a K-drama cute, you know? after all, Curtis. <laughs> I know. But, uh, you know, and it, and it actually was pretty R-rated, you know, for a K-drama. I mean, it wasn't totally explicit, but for a K-drama, it was. I uh, mean, for I a think.
1: movie, it wasn't explicit, but for a K-drama, you don't normally yeah. see, you know, a woman in her bra. Um, and it was a lot, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of subtext and sensuality that's not normally in a rom-com.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, so so that was a, a little scandalous, but um, but it fit. I, I think it was okay. I didn't mind it. I didn't say like, well, that was out of nowhere. I mean, nowhere. it didn't
1: feel gratuitous, like an HBO you know yeah. game of thrones sex scene
0: right right exactly and so I, I skipped over something so that was the whole where um so mu Chin's trying to turn himself in
1: oh you skipped a bit where she received the photo um after gang jay died, oh, oh, gang oh, yeah, sent yeah. a photo from the grave and it was a photo of yeah. her father as a cop with his um pretty much uh workmates
0: yeah, yeah, his his academy graduation or whatever, and and so that means that. Wait, was my dad a cop or was my dad a gangster? And you know, Gangje didn't totally know, but he said you don't know everything that you need. You th- think you think you know, and so that was kind of interesting. And then so so she's super confused right now. Who do, who do I trust? Do I trust Mujin? Do I trust my captain? You know, and and there's. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. I don't know if we have time to get into all of this because I'm messing it up anyway. You know what I
1: like, though? She went outright and asked the mafia dad and say, was my dad a cop? Like she went out right. She didn't speculate as much as it hit her like a truck because she was like vomiting and she couldn't drive right because she was just shocked by what she's been doing the past five years, like not having her facts straight. Um, but she still went to him and asked, and that's kind of where she made the decision. Although it's not told to us directly, this is my decision. But I think Mujin then went to give himself in just to test her. I think,
0: and she makes it look like he she he passes the test, but really she wanted him free so that she yep. can kill him. <laughs> so she gets rid of the. So the whole thing was the cops were like, "Oh, we want to get you for the murder of Gangja, We have the knife with your fingerprints on it." So she goes to the evidence room because she's still a cop. So she goes to the evidence room, destroys the evidence. And then now everyone knows she's a traitor. Get her. She's the mole. And so everyone's chasing after her. And, of course, it's, it's Pilda who finds her and slaps a handcuff on her and to him. And then people try to kill them. And then, so they're running away to do the beach house scene. And then they're driving back to the police station. She's going to turn herself in, right? They go, okay, you know, whatever. He's like, whatever happens to you, I'll be with you no matter what. You know, you just the only crime she did at this point was to destroy evidence.
1: Oh, and also stabbing the captain.
0: Oh, but that, but I think he was going to let her go for that because you know he the captain said no, yep. and it wasn't her. So I don't remember when that was revealed. So so really, the only thing that she could be convicted for is is tampering with evidence obstruction of justice so you know i don't know how how serious a crime that would be but but she's gonna go to jail so they're driving back to the police station and on the way oh no a motorcycle pulls up and it's mujin and he's got a gun and he aims it at her she's in the passenger seat but he slowly aims it at, at pildo and yeah takes him out and drives away Basically he could have killed her right there too. But he knows it's gotta be a showdown.
1: Yeah. And
0: so so yeah. So now she escapes there and he knows she's coming for him. She knows she's gonna have to fight her way in and it's just a mess. It's just a mess. And so this is the final fight scene, which I don't know. Super hard to watch. But
1: did you find it hard to watch because she kept getting stabbed and she kept getting up is that why
0: yeah that and you know i don't, I don't want to see her get stabbed and she she lost that fight I mean, just, she she was dead 10 times over in that fight but she kept getting up which she got a hand to her but there's no way she won that fight
1: i mean i think he got arrogant and he didn't just count the bullets that she shot she yeah, there's just assumed there's a bullet yeah, there's that
0: but how could she even walk after that? <laughs> it was rough. It was just, rough.
1: It's just spite. Spite kept her going.
0: I guess. I guess. Because
1: I think at this point, she also knew Mujin was the one that killed her dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he basically admitted it. Um, did you like the ending? I mean, were you satisfied? I mean, it's... It, um,
1: I I knew what was going to happen. I mean, the the villain who who pretty much raise the child is a trope that we've seen in marvel we've seen them in different movies from different countries sure, so yeah. that twist wasn't a bit of a shocker if anything i guessed it from like episode one or two that was what was <laughs> going to happen when in yeah. the beginning when she gave her a knife and said you want to kill your dad's killer kill me like i mean that's just in your face
0: yeah, um, yeah, but I was, I, waiting, I, I was waiting for more flashbacks. I wanted some flashbacks to you know who he's like yo got to get him in the chin or the you know the you know he, he showed her where to kill people. I was waiting for that. I have,
1: flashback. I've never heard anyone talk about K-Drama saying I need more flashbacks, Curtis. That was the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one that might have been too cheesy.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, I mean you know she had to win. I wanted her to win, of course, but in that particular fight. <laughs> was Yes. <laughs> yes. She
1: I mean, I think as much as, you know, she she's a woman who is placed to be at the same equal balance as uh, men. I think this point is we've always known that Mujin is a powerful guy who will always win against her. So this is like that Arya Stark moment in Game of Thrones that she's not going to win in a straightforward way. She's going to have to use her brain yeah. and maybe a little bit of luck.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I think she's very convincing as a fighter, but she is so tiny. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's like she's fighting nine dudes, you know, who also have trained as hard as she has. And
1: you don't need you don't always need strength. All you need is sometimes speed and really high accuracy the
0: technique. Yeah, no, I did I did like that last scene where she came in there with the gun. She had five bullets left, right, and so she's trying to use them sparingly, but there were so many of them, so she had to shoot five times right and so she basically had no bullets left and that was that was kind of that was a nice little thing
1: yes i I actually like that because she used the final bullet on the guy outside of mujin's door she didn't want to well yeah and he was an amazing fighter like he could have taken her down easy
0: yeah yeah so the whole time you're like, wait, how many bullets does she have left? Right. <laughs> like she only had one and then it's like, Oh, don't use it. Don't you? Oh, she used <laughs> it. And so you knew that was going to happen. And then she's going to have to be a knife fight. Yeah. But, I mean, I liked it overall. It's just that last, the last, 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 last scene with the fight was the one I was like, I don't think she won. I really don't think she <laughs> I still don't think she won that fight. But I
1: mean, is winning living or is winning just, you know, depends what you mean by winning. I
0: guess. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, living or winning. <laughs> I don't think she was living after that. She got stabbed. I
1: mean, he, he won the fight, technically.
0: I got to count how many times she got stabbed. But she was getting diced up, man. She was... Seriously getting slashed. But maybe they're glancing maybe they're more humiliating blows than death blows, you know, like arms and legs and not the guts. But anyway, so she won and then so it she walks away and so looks like there might be a season two. Really? I don't know. I mean I don't know where you go.
1: Uh, I don't know. The thing is I thought with this typical of Korean um Storyline normally either everyone dies, like her and the mafia dad, or the mafia dad. Like it's either all or just the villain. So I thought she, I thought she was going to die at the end, just trying to achieve her goal.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have hated that. I think that's why. That's why I'm suspicious. That's why I think there may be a season two because not only does she walk out, but she, you know, walks a couple miles to the graveside, right?
1: I mean, it's pretty much it's it's. She got closure, and I think yeah. as much as I didn't appreciate them killing the narcotic second in charge, the Anboyon character, I get why they did that because clearly she was already torn about killing the guy who raised her, and yeah. she needed that extra fuel to run into the den and kill him.
0: We'll see. Yeah, I don't think I don't know where they would go if they had another season because <laughs> there's no more vengeance. Right, everyone's dead that she needs uh, to kill. Yeah. Mission she, accomplished. She can't be a cop. She can't, not really meant to be a gangster. So I don't know if she's going to lay low. <laughs> she becomes a vigilante or something.
1: What I appreciate about the, um, the sexual assault component of it is they didn't use that as her main drive because that could have easily been done. And it has been done before in Korean movies where yeah. a woman was, you know, uh, raped or assaulted in some way and her her family killed or whatever and that becomes like purely her motive and it 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 gets overdone but they didn't use that here
0: yeah yeah and and she wasn't actually raped which i didn't need to see right (laughs) yeah even even
1: just the the moments leading up to it creeped me out because it just felt so sinister
0: yeah no i I was not looking i would not have enjoyed (laughs) seeing her get uh, that would have been horrible i would have hated that yeah but uh so she was able to survive that without so yeah no i'm curious to what jennifer would have to say on that let me see if she texted us um i'm curious to what she would have to say oh she didn't write us but she said she didn't like it so i don't know we'll see like she liked the show but not the ending so I, i wonder what part she didn't like
1: yeah i think um Endings are a bit tricky. I think it's really, I think maybe because I've lowered my standards so much with Korean dramas. And I, I would rather a sad ending than a bad ending. If they had tied a bow at the end, I would not have liked that, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little, it was clean in the sense that everyone that needed to be dead was dead.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would want to know what happened with the captain who was actually quite good friends with her dad. Yeah. With Jibu's dad. Because um, yeah. I think he felt a lot of guilt about sending him undercover to the drug den.
0: So, yeah, it wasn't complete bow time but it was wrapped up. It wrapped it up pretty good.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, That was heavy, man.
0: I may watch it again. I may not. <laughs> like, a, like I said, I, I kind of want to see some of it again, but... Yeah, I don't need to see her getting stabbed 45 times.
1: Yeah, she was so good at it. Like when she was like um, just going down that building on the side. And I, I, I had to rewind like four or five, six times and thinking, okay, so they, she might not have fallen from the top window, but she would have at least had to fall almost two meters to yeah. get on the on the ground. And I didn't see the cut for that. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, that yeah. was very risky.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I wonder if that's going to kind of lead her to, I don't want to say typecast, but I'm sure a lot of people saw that and they're like, ooh, I wouldn't mind her in my movie, you know, I wouldn't Mm. mind her in my drama.
1: Yeah, I don't think she's going to get typecast. She has a diverse portfolio so far. Already,
0: yeah, already. Mm. Good for her. Yeah, so I think big things for her coming up. She's still young, right? She's like 28 or something like that?
1: Uh, she yeah she's quite young i also i watched some um of the promo video on youtube for my name and she i really enjoyed her and though she wasn't shy but also she wasn't trying too hard she was just being herself and it's quite fun to watch she kind of reminds me a bit of that is that so young from girls generation who is on k variety yep she, she's like that she's outgoing but not over the top
0: yeah and not super girly but not super tomboyish either she's kind of
1: yeah. uh Which I means. think she she she's she's also quite active like she rides bicycles to work mm. and I think she maybe also does motorbikes, so i mean if she did a lot of those stunts and she did that pull ups that she did in the yeah, in the yeah. my name, wow, all right
0: no, I'll definitely watch anything that she's in now, maybe not mm. nevertheless, but <laughs> <laughs> i'll watch i won't go back, but if anything she, she comes out with new, I'll definitely watch her
1: oh uh, I so. think maybe. Oh, uh, I think you may, might enjoy World of the Married.
0: I gotta find it. I gotta find, uh, I guess it's too, too popular for Netflix or Vicky to buy it. I guess it's...
1: It's JTBC. Yeah. It might be on Vicky over there, but it's not here.
0: Yeah, it's not in America either. All right, well, Nadira, guess what? I think that's it. Unless you have anything else to say.
1: Oh no, it's exhausting talking about that. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was I'm
0: tired. I want to go want to go take a nap or either go hit the punching bag for a while or take a nap or something, I don't know. But uh thanks for uh breaking this down with me, a little side dish we call them banchan.
1: No worries, it was really fun.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's kind of quick, it's kind of nice, right? Mm. Just one drama, not not 10 dramas like last. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, audience out there, if you want to write into us and tell us your opinions on my name, please do at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please follow us on Instagram. That's where we have our polls. That's where you can help us shape the content of this podcast a little bit. So, Instagram is really our main kind of socials. And we're at the infatuation podcast. So, follow us over there and see what's going on with us. You'll see when new episodes, like especially secret ones like this, where we're just gonna drop it on a Sunday night. You need to be on Instagram so you know when it when it launches. Um, thanks again for listening, everyone out there, and uh, so stay tuned for new episodes uh, coming soon. You don't know when they're gonna drop; they may come on a Sunday. I think I dropped one on a Friday one time. You know, I, I drop them when you least suspect it. So you gotta. You got to be on on uh, one of our socials or at least subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple. But um, let's see, on behalf, should we, should we give a on behalf of Jennifer too? Okay, on behalf of Nadira, <laughs> Jennifer, and myself, even though Jennifer's not here, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. And we will talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye.